Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 31st of March, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. The war against inflation, as President Fernandez puts it, keeps raging on. On Monday the 28th, the president stated that there are devils who make prices rise and they must be reasoned with. He targeted the business people speculating with prices and warned that if they don't fall, he will make use of the instruments at his disposal, such as the supply law. The president also explained that businesses in the food industry tend to increase the prices with no real justification, and that leads to other industries increasing theirs, some sort of self-constructed inflation. That concept of self-constructed inflation could hardly explain why the price of rent for a studio apartment in the city of Buenos Aires increased by almost 55% in the last year. Rentals had monthly increases of up to 13% and a year-on-year increases of up to 75% in March. Let's not forget that the minimum wage currently stands at 33,000 pesos, about 170 U.S. dollars at the parallel exchange rate monthly and that the average monthly rent of a studio apartment in the cheapest neighborhoods in the capital stands at 38,000 pesos, about $190. Speaking of rent, last week we anticipated that there would be changes coming for the rental law, or Ley de Alquileres, whose 2019 update did more damage than good. On Friday the 25th, deputies from the Frente de Todos party, the ruling coalition, presented an official project to modify the law which features lower requirements for tenants who pay monotributo, as well as benefits for landlords and caps on rent increases. The project also states that the initial rental price of real estate intended for housing will have a cap of 20% additional to that corresponding to the annual adjustment and 10% in the case of contract renewal. This means that the owners will have more wiggle room to adjust prices instead of being limited by the official percentage set by the central bank, which equally combines the evolution of inflation and wages. While this may seem a negative for tenants, forcing owners to limit price changes to what the government indicated was more damaging than beneficial. First, because owners resorted to setting a much higher initial price than usual, and second, because many reached the conclusion that selling their properties would be easier than renting them, thus reducing the overall offer. On a more positive note, the National Statistics Bureau reported that unemployment rates dropped to 7% during the fourth quarter of 2021. This is the lowest level in six years. The highest unemployment rate was registered in Greater Cordoba with 10%. In Greater Buenos Aires, joblessness reached 7%, dropping to less than 5% in Buenos Aires City. If we had underemployment in the equation, though, the numbers are not as promising. According to the official data, the underemployed population totaled 12%, which means that 20% of the population has employment issues in Argentina. Perhaps the sudden drop of unemployment rate could be explained by the high GDP, which rose 10% in 2021. Gross domestic product 
expanded a bit less than expected during the last quarter of the year, but still showed promising growth if we take into account the annual GDP. Growth is now expected to cool down, especially since COVID-19 lockdowns and restrictions seem to be behind us. Speaking of historical highs, commodity prices are headed for their best year in over a century. Amidst the war in Ukraine and lagging supply chains exacerbating inflationary pressures after the end of the coronavirus lockdown, soybean, corn, oil, and more are heading towards the highest prices since 1915. And in that context, the governments of Spain and Portugal removed their phytosanitary barriers, becoming the first two in Europe to open their markets to import corn from Argentina. They are both authorized by the European Union as the organization is softening the usual requirements to keep their supplies intact in light of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Unfortunately, the war has also led Argentina into a gas-buying nightmare. Despite having huge shale gas deposits, Argentina's domestic gas production sector is suffering the consequences of years of lack of investment, which have rendered the country unable to meet domestic demand. As a result, Argentina is competing for shipments of liquefied natural gas. The summer has come to an end, and we are heading towards a tough winter for fuel supplies. Speaking of things coming to an end, it's about time gender violence becomes nothing more than a sad, painful past. Last week, The Guardian published an in-depth piece on the gang rape case that took place in Palermo in late February, explaining how it once again cast the spotlight on rape culture. Argentina is at the forefront of Latin America's feminist and trans-feminist movements, and yet gender-based violence is still as much of an issue as it always has been, if not more. As the article indicates, femicide rates are shockingly high, with about one woman killed every 30 hours. This case in particular once again sparked the national debate on how rape is usually described as an isolated act rather than a reflection of how society treats women and the cycle of inequality that the system perpetuates. In light of this case, activists took the opportunity to once again call for all men to start fighting gender violence from their position of privilege as things are unlikely to change otherwise. To read the full article titled, Alleged Gang Rape in Argentina Fuels Calls for Men to Fight Gender Violence, follow the link in our show notes. Unfortunately, it seems that the government thinks collecting funds is more pressing than helping end gender violence. On Monday the 28th, senators confirmed that they are pushing a new bill that would tax the undeclared assets held overseas by Argentine citizens and use them to create a fund to pay off the country's debt with the IMF. The proposed legislation requires a contribution of 20% of undeclared assets to be paid in dollars. Those who refuse to pay would risk a prison sentence. This bill is being pushed by the ruling party, but its approval depends on the Senate, 
which may be headed by Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, but where they don't have a majority. On that note about the vice president, she is expected to cover for the president next month when he welcomes his second child. Yes, we've all somehow forgotten that President Fernandez and his wife, Fabiola Chanez, are expecting, but it's real. The baby is due in mid to late April, and he anticipated that he will be taking two days off paternity leave when the boy arrives. Sadly, it's not his presidential duties that are forcing him to take just two days off. According to the law, parents that did not carry the child in Argentina only get two days of parental leave. The president himself recognized that Argentina has one of the worst paternity leaves in the region and announced that he will work on a project to extend it, making it equivalent to the current maternity leave. Taking it would be mandatory, as it's likely that men would otherwise not take it due to pressure from their jobs. Speaking of more inclusive workplaces, Argentina's government has moved to demand on-the-job nurseries for large companies. This is not a new law. The ruling was originally passed in 1974, but it wasn't until last Wednesday, the 23rd, that it was published in the official Gazette. Via decree, President Fernandez established the application of this law for companies with more than 100 employees, granting the benefit of a space where children between 45 days and three years can be looked after, or the payment of a sum of money for childcare care not forming part of the wage. Companies have a year to make this a reality. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We want to talk to you. We want to know what you think about our updates. Do you like, hate them? What do you hate or like about them? What would you change? Contact us and give us some feedback. We can schedule a call. You can do this by email or send us a DM, whatever you want. We really want to hear from you. Give us some feedback by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina and Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos la próxima semana.